0: King of Kings this morning. Great to see you all. We've had an exciting week here at King of Kings, at least where I was, it was exciting. On Thursday, in spite of the fact that we had to stay out of half of the canopy space because of a question about whether that plaster was going to come down or not, we crowded up on the other side, and in the midst of the pouring rain, were able to service all the people that came for food joyously and prayerfully and with great community. So that was a wonderful thing. Yesterday, a group got together, and we were able to reinforce where that plaster had started to drop. Um, in spite of the mystery about where the, how it was supported and where the supports were, it's all fastened up now that it's not in danger of coming down. So two things that could have been a real mess turned out to be very much taken care of in a wonderful way. So I thank God. I thank you, God, for all your help in that. So, amen. So, any other new, do we have any new visitors this week, first-time visitors, if you're bold? And just let us know. We got a little pamphlet. There's one here. And we have some back there, Larry. Welcome to King of Kings. I won't ask you to stand up and embarrass yourself. But like I said, we have a pamphlet that says who we are and what we do here. Um, next Friday dance is on the 16th of September. That's this Friday. Food at 5, music at 6. Our online giving QR code is now available. That's one of those funny little squares with all those squiggles in it. So if you are so technically gifted that you can just wave your phone at it and do it that way. It's available on the or and you can use your smartphone. And if you need help or a demo, you can see Barbara. Music jams are on Saturday at 1 p.m. We were able to get done yesterday before the music jam came. And they were patient enough. But when I saw Claire climbing over the woods to get into the church. I said, we need to get done here, OK? October Porters of Prayer are available in the narthex. There's both the regular and large print editions. So if you use that for your daily devotional, they're available on the way out. The next mobile pantry is on October 13th at 3 p.m. A Lifeline screening event is coming on September 21st, this month, this this year, and is an all-day in Kailenam Hall. Call the number on the flyer to register. So there's a, a, event is not free. What does that mean? We, you pay to get screened? Okay. Is it minimal cost? One, one person, tell me. $149? Okay. For all day? We pay, all the tests. Okay, so if you've been putting off tests, You can get everything done for 149 dollars and that is going to be on um the 21st which is a wednesday and it's all day so you can call there's a number there's a flyer in there and there's a number you can call to register karaoke will be in Cahole on friday september 23rd this is the fourth friday of the month and we're having an outreach sale on saturday October 1st, 2022, and a copy of the flyer is in the bulletin. And if you want a spot, it's suggested that you register ASAP. Any other announcements for the good of the family? Oh. You want a mic, Chris? you want to stand up on a box so everybody can see you? Good morning, everyone. Referencing the yard sale,
1: excuse me, outreach sale. I always do that, sorry.
0: Up to your mouth. Any
1: items that you have, any items that you have at home that you'd like to donate, call the office or call me and you can bring them to the church or call and let Barbara know And she can keep them. If she can't reach me, she can keep them here, and then I'll put them next door. Anything. Go through closet, whatever. Go through the attic. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) But there's things that you may think, well, I don't need this anymore.
2: And we can use it at the sale. Thank you.
0: If you have something that's good and serviceable and you don't need it, okay? Good and serviceable, but you don't need it. Yes, we can sell it. Other announcements I saw a hand yes
3: yes it's going to open up for uh, everybody uh, I saw it uh, last Thursday when they uh, expanded uh, 83 up to a uh, limit 153 feet. Okay. The whole thing is going to be there, and the uh, main ceremony is today
0: at one o'clock. So okay. be there. Okay. Thank you. And as this is the anniversary of that very sad 21 years ago, um, everybody here, just about, I'm sure, remembers where they were. I would like us to take a moment of silence and. Lift our thoughts and prayers and hopes for humanity up to the Lord. let the people say, Amen. Let us begin our worship. Oh, it's me too. Blessed be the Holy Trinity. Oh, I invite you to stand. I'm sorry. I'm a little discombobulated. My life has been turned upside down the last couple weeks. And there's times that I realize I'm just sort of fumbling through, so forgive me if I seem to get a little bit distracted right now. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who is eager to forgive and who loves us beyond our days. Amen. Dear friends, let us acknowledge our failure to love the world as Jesus does. God of mercy and forgiveness, we confess that sin still has a hold on us. We have harmed your good creation. We have failed to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with you. Turn us into a new direction. Show us the path that leads to life. Be our refuge and strength on the journey. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Friend. Amen. Beloved of God, Your sins are forgiven and you are made whole. God points the way to new life in Christ who meets us on the road. Journey now in God's abiding love through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. O oh God, overflowing with mercy and compassion, you lead back to yourself all those who go astray. Preserve your people in your loving care that we may reject whatever is contrary to you and may follow all things that sustain our life in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, go down at once. Your people, whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt, have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf, and have worshipped it, and sacrificed it, and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone, so that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them. And of you I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord, his God, and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say? It was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce wrath. Change your mind and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how who swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised, I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. The word of the Lord. Let us read responsively Psalm fifty-one. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Wash me through and through from my wickedness. cleanse me my sin. For I know my offenses.
4: And my
1: Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness. A sinner
4: for my mother's
1: womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me. And wisdom, Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean.
4: Wash me, and I shall be pure and spotless.
1: Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the body and Hide your face from my sins. Let the body Create in me a clean heart, O God. And
4: renew
1: spirit. A reading from First Timothy. I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his serv- service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence, but I received mercy because I have acted ignorantly in unbelief and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason I received mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ may display the utmost patience making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
0: gospel according to Luke the 15th chapter Glory to you, Lord. now all the sinner tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them so he told this parable which of you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them Does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. And over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had once lost." just so I tell you there is more joy in the presence of angels of God over the sinner who reprints. The Gospel of our Lord.
4: Praise you, O Christ.
0: Please be seated. Is that coming from me, Larry? That You think that's Carl? Carl. I see Dylan's here, so my children's sermon is going to be, because I know she's shy, And she doesn't want to come up. So this is still in here, isn't it? Okay. She. She. It's a he. It's a he. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, this is my sermon because you were shy about coming up. My sermon for you today is: This is what God does for us. God comes to us. Okay. Even though when we're feeling shy or scared or whether we're feeling unworthy, God comes to us. And that's what that reminds us right there. Every time we see a cross, let it remember you, remind you that God comes to you. Isn't that wonderful to know? Okay, let's say a prayer. Dear God, we ask forgiveness for not knowing Dylan was a boy and not a girl. But we also thank you that you come to us and help us to always reach out to you and seek you, seek for you in all those times, whether it's good times or bad times, knowing that you are there, Emmanuel, God with us. And let the people say, Amen. Amen. Yes, God is with us. But I sure wish that God had an 800 number or a web page or some way that I could contact God and get clear instructions, some way that I could be in a closer relationship with God that isn't so nebulous, that isn't so esoteric, that I trust that you are right here with us, God, But sometimes you are so discreet that we stray. See, we've been wired emotionally, physiologically, in our brain to seek God. But because God does not always appear so obvious to us, we kind of look for other things to fill that in. We look for other places to turn because we really want to be in a relationship with God in that reading this morning it's a little snapshot of a really big drama the Moses and God are up on the mountain and God has been giving Moses those ten commands those revelations of God to take to the people but While the people have just witnessed incredible things, ten plagues upon the Egyptians, of which they've been fairly unscathed, and then leaving Egypt and the sea parting and them getting to the other side. Now they are at the base of the mountain of God, and Moses has gone up on the mountain, and it's been a while. Where are you, Moses? We're waiting. They've been left alone and they, they want something to do. They want to acknowledge something they don't know. So they say to Aaron, listen, make us something here. Make us a God that we can worship. We want to demonstrate something here. So they gathered their gold, their rings and their earrings and their different amulets and they melted the gold down and Aaron fashioned a golden calf, and they worshipped it. And Moses is up on the mountain, and God says, those people of yours, I like that plays back and forth, because Moses oftentimes goes to God and says, those people of yours, well, this is God saying to Moses, those people of yours, they've made an idol, and I'm tired of them, so I'm just going to wipe them off the face of the earth. And Moses says, come on, God, you made a promise. Let's remember, you know, the whole covenant, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob thing, you know, that you promised that they'd be numerous. And he goes on to say, even afterwards, things along the line of, you don't want the Egyptians to say, he just freed them to take them out in the wilderness and destroys them. So God relents. God changes God's mind. Okay? But see, the dialogue goes on, because Moses comes down the mountain, and he has the tablets. He's so angry, he smashes them on the ground, and he chastises them for what they did. Aaron's response is really funny. Aaron says, well, you know, Moses, I just kind of took the gold and put it in the fire, and out came a calf. Come on. It took a little bit more planning, a little bit more skill than that, but in Exodus, it says how Moses gathers together the faithful. Apparently not everybody worshiped the calf. And they put to the sword 3,000 people. Then Moses grinds up the golden calf and puts it in water and makes all the people drink it. I'm going to shove your idol down your throat. See, it all goes to that very first command. And it's a tough one. And it's a slippery one. God said, I am the Lord your God and you shall have no other gods. Not any other God. Not any other thing that you put before me, beside me, with me. I'm it. And you shouldn't make any image Because it's really easy to worship an image. Because we are wired to seek God, but we are also a visual people. Advertisers know it. That's why you have these flashy ads. It catches your attention. But we want something that we can look at. And a golden calf is just as easy as anything else. But even the wisest man ever born, the wisest man ever born, Solomon, If you read the book of 2 Kings, Solomon, who has now taken wives of different people, and some of those wives worship different gods, so he kind of builds them little temples too, and then would go to church with them. God says, "Uh uh-uh, you have sinned, you have fallen, you went down the slippery slope, and I will end the promise that I had with your house there will be no, it will go no further. And at that point then, the combined kingdom of Israel and Judah split into the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. Okay, even the wisest men in the world went down that slippery slope. So it's no wonder that we constantly go down that slippery slope. It is so easy to go because we want something. I recognize in my life there was a time that my golden calf was golden in color and it came in a bottle, usually 12 ounces, and it was nice to pour into a frosted mug. Or it came in another bottle that said single malt, but those were my golden gods. But they're kind of easy to see how they pull you away. I've seen people who who put more love and care into washing and waxing their vehicle than they do with any of their, 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 their partner or their children. They have more affection for an object. That's how slippery this slope is. Why, even here in the church, well, you think we're safe here in the church. Well, there's a term that I'd read a while ago, bibliolatry. People have taken this This wonderful collection of humans' experience with God, these stories that are our stories that we can learn so much from, and they've made this an idol. It's called bibliolatry, and it happens. It's easy. It's a slippery slope. I've heard people get all bent out of shape about liturgy, how we worship is how it is supposed to be. I remember meeting this guy who was an organist in a church, and he had studied organ and voice choral conducting, and he had a master's from Princeton University. And he was telling me that the organ was the perfect instrument because it was what God wanted to hear. And I said, well, I really thought the little old lady that sat behind me a couple Sundays ago who squawked like a chicken was what God wanted to hear because she was singing praise at the top of her lungs. He got very upset about that. But that's how slippery the slope is. Anything, anything that we bring into this space and we put up beside the altar that doesn't remind us of God, doesn't put our focus on God, is on that lane, that drift of idolatry. And it's the first sin that God identifies, but I get it, I get it, because it is so easy to get one little slip down that slope, and next thing you know, you're sliding headlong, but there is good news, because for all the times that I have slid down that slope, there was also the time that God came and found me like the lost sheep and pulled me back up again and said, try again, my son, try again. And while, and I've told people this story, I still wish that God would have an 800 number or a website that I could be in that kind of interaction. An email from God would be really great. Oh, by the way, Jim, that sermon last Sunday upsets some people. Maybe you need to mend some fences. Or, oh, by the way, Jim, sometimes you can be a little abrupt and now you're learning patience. So remember, my hand is with you through this. It would be helpful, but I did see God's face one time. It shook me up. See, it was in that post-period of my life, post the, let's say, sins of my youth, and I was starting to be involved in the church. And it was before I went to that place where I was feeling called into the ministry. So we'll call it that window right there. And I'd been invited to help serve communion. And I didn't think I belonged up on the other side of that rail at all. In fact, I really thought that I belonged, if, if they're going to let me in the church, sit in the back and sit in the corner and don't interfere with people. But I would invite it to help serve communion. And we had in our congregation a special man, a person who was probably only matured emotionally and intellectually to about 10, maybe 12 years old. But he was just one of those saintly people that I always remember. And he came up, and he knelt before the communion rail, And I was following the pastor, was giving out the wafers, and I was filling the little cups with wine and saying those words the blood of Christ shed for you. And this person looked at me when I did it. And I saw the face of God and it shook me up because I knew that's what it was. Now you could tell me, Jim, it's just your imagination. You're still kind of off in this off-center a little bit, but I know it was the face of God. See, that's where we see the face of God. We see the face of God among the poor and the hurting and the innocent. Maybe you've seen it in the, in the face of a little baby. Maybe when you held your grandchild for the first time, I'm, I baptized my one granddaughter. What a treat. And when I hit her with the water, she got this putific smile. And I think I saw the face of God again. See, it's subtle. It's, You've got to pay attention. But you will see it. And I've also told this story. I heard the voice of God. And it was audible. Now, maybe it was in my head. But to me, it was audible. It was a day I was being ordained. And I was being called to serve an old run down church in in Philadelphia. And it was about twenty minutes before the service was gonna start. In fact, all the other pastors, if you've ever been to an ordination, it's a big affair. Other pastors come and there's a big procession and it's a big to-do. Well, kind of my party that day. But at any rate, we were running all the heaters that we could possibly run because this church didn't have heat anymore and it was colder than it should have been for that time of year. So we were running electric heaters. Well suddenly the power kicked off in a big chunk of the church. I'd been in the building and gone through it and while architecturally it was really beautiful, mechanically it was a disaster. And I went down into, I grabbed the flashlight and I went down into the basement. Now the basement was about that tall and there were pipes that hung down about to here. And there's a big pit between where I came down in the basement and where the panel box was, which you could walk alongside, but the walkway was only about that wide, where well, you could walk alongside of it, but the, uh, the pit dropped down another four foot, and there was all this old, dirty, oily water in there, because that's where the old heating system sat that hadn't operated for years. So I have the flashlight, and I go down, and I duck down, and I get back to where the panel is, and I stand up there, I open up the door in the electric panel, and my flashlight went out. Aww. I'm in a brand new charcoal gray suit. I'm wearing a black cleric. I'm thinking, you know, I don't know how long it was out for. It only could have been a split second. But it's amazing. It's like that fall when you go down, how long it takes. It was an eternity in some ways. And I'm thinking, okay, could I sort of drag my hand across the wall and just get all dirty and, you know, keep one hand up and find my way out? And I heard the voice. It says, Remember you 're not in charge, son. And then my flashlight came back on. then I went back upstairs, I grabbed another flashlight so I too. I told people where I was, which I didn 't do the last time i 'm getting the power back on, and I will be back. And For as emotional as I thought that day was going to be, after that moment, I was fine. But see. All these years, and to see the face of God just a few times and only hear the voice of God once, it really would be nice if you had an 800 number, okay? Or a website, you know, you don't have to answer all the time, but just so we know the prayers are getting. I understand the idolatry, but I also understand being the lost sheep. And I know how God has come to me, and God will come. To each one of us. Because as I told Dylan. That's what that stands for. God has come to us. Amen.
1: In Christ, you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation.
0: We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. You know, children have wisdom. You know, (laughs) yay. Why can't we respond more like that sometimes? Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. that we want to share with the congregation here, the, where we want to lift up. Yes, Suzette. <laughs> and seeing you is a joy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I got my
1: my back um, off, and now I'm, you know, again, and I can sit, and praise the Lord, I got to sing with the choir
4: today again,
0: amen, amen, amen. thank you, other joys, yes, it's all right,
3: yeah, I just want to, Praise and joys of everybody that's in this congregation, and especially this little guy boy. Is he a handful? I got three new neighbors that just moved into my neighborhood, and I am so glad and I am so pleased that we have young people, and they're starting to come around and walk and ride bicycles, and I'm the one that fixes them. Okay. But I really enjoy it, and I. Thank you, Mr. Up There, and your kid, too. You know what I mean? But uh, I am here, too.
0: Okay, Hi, sir. Turn.
5: Uh, I just wanted to thank everybody for your prayers. Uh, my son,
0: Alex, received a job offer from Sam's Club, so he'll be starting work this week. Okay, amen, uh, amen, <laughs> wonderful. Other joys? Pastor, uh, I have a joy. Um, My sister and I haven't been very close for a long time. And uh, this week, uh, I remembered my mom's passing, September 8th. And so September 9th, I decided to go see her in person. And we had a real good meeting. And uh, thank you, Lord, for letting me do it. Thank you, Larry. Yes. Other joys. Okay, how about concerns? Are there things that we'd like to lift? Yes, Lee.
5: I was a firefighter and an EMT in New York for almost 21 years. I dispatched my vehicles to ground zero when the day that it happened and I lived at the firehouse for five weeks after. I would like to raise up The people that have survived, I would like to pray that all those who perished, rest in peace. We had seven out of our firehouse alone that were gone. And I'd like to pray for the people that are left behind with the legacy and the history of what's gone on. I pray that it never happens again in this country. I pray that we all stay safe and keep our faith in God. And I pray that as cliche as it may sound these days, God
0: watch over and bless America. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you, lady. Other concerns? Yes, Doris. I'll be back if you got one.
4: Yep.
5: I'm asking for prayers for my uh, granddaughter, Jordan, and her family. Um, They're in a lot of uh, problems, like, and they're all separated, and I'm caught in the middle of it, so I need some answers, and I need some help and some prayers. Thank you.
0: Another one of those times, that 800 number would be handy, wouldn't it?
4: Yes,
0: for sure. Hear us about that? Others? I saw a hand kind of tentatively, yes.
5: I just want to thank everybody who has given, asked for prayers, and cetera, for all the people of 9-11. I have a next-door neighbor next to my daughter who was the very first person on the site. She was a policeman, and she still to this day cannot get over that feeling. And she has all kinds of, of equipment, et cetera, all over her house, so she knows if anything is going to try to break in, because there are people that are out there that are after the police, that have been the heroes with this. So I don't think a lot of us realize that all of this is going on and that we have people out there who are still suffering and they don't mean to, but to have to feel like yeah. they can't even come out of their own home, that's not right. That's way, if we can just pray specifically for that for them, that, yes. that would be a great blessing.
0: Yes, and as well as those who are suffering from health effects from being in that dust cloud, yes, asbestos and just fine particulate that we keep them in our prayers. Yes, Anna. I hope you can pray for everyone. Actually, that day, I took the last train from Jersey City to Water
4: Center. So I was on the last train before the plane hit the towers. So the moment we got up about 8.41 or 42, we had the blasts, because I normally take the next train, so everybody on the next train perished. Yeah, so whenever I watch it, you know, but let's pray for everybody. as Yeah, well.
0: yeah. Because if those who've never been there, there was actually train stations underneath. That's what um, it was. A, it was a real. It was an incredible complex. Um, and yet, yeah, to be the last train out, you must. Other other concerns. I will lift up my wife, Marjorie, as I shared last week. Had fallen while we went to the orthopedist on Tuesday and he very quickly said I recommend a shoulder replacement we visited the surgeon on Friday he showed us she had fractured the ball on the upper arm where it goes into the shoulder socket in three places and they were all out of whack so she is going in for surgery on Thursday to get a shoulder replacement so it's gonna be four weeks in a sling And at that point, they start taking it out of the sling, and it'll be in and out for two weeks, and then she starts more intensive rehab. And uh, they told her it would be a year to a year and a half before she gets the full use, and even that will not be the full use previous, but it will be the best uh, outcome. The good news is we're still going to be going to Greece, although there's going to be some PT done while we're going to Greece. I'm going to have to learn to do PT and OT. And she was feeling so positive about recovery that she actually picked a a trip for us to go to the Holy Land in April. So she's got a good attitude about it, even though there's still a lot of pain. Prayers, especially today, she is on her way right now with our son, in my truck to Cocoa Beach, where she, they're gonna be picking up a trailer and cleaning, we're gonna be clean. I'm gonna be leaving there after I get done with everything I'm doing here, and going over, we have to clean out the condo there, and we have to clean out her office. So, while she's gonna be sitting, just to drive up to Oak Hill on Friday, and back again, the jostling in the vehicle was bringing a lot of pain. So she has her pain pills with her. She has ice to pack in the bag to keep it on it. But just this trip this afternoon and the trip tomorrow will be a big challenge. So I ask for prayers in that. But I also want to share, it's kind of a joy concern, but a, mostly a joy. My middle child had left teaching back in February of 2021. She, it was a bad pos- place she was at. Um, She had been put into a bad position, so she said, I'm done with teaching. She had been actually the administrator for special ed for the school she was in, so she was doing more administrative than teaching. Well, after a year of looking for other kind of employment, because she says, I have to work. She was in a position she didn't have to, but she said, I I need to work. um, She went back to teaching, but this time history. And looking back in retrospect, she never intended to teach special ed. That's not what she went to college for. But when she had gotten out of college and she needed to work, that was the job she could get. And to be able to maintain that job, she had to go get a master's right away. So she kind of fell into special ed. But now she's back in a classroom teaching regular, not any regular students. And when she talked to me yesterday, she was just so overjoyed at being in the classroom. She says, it it reminded me of why I wanted to be a teacher. She says, I come home at the end of the day, I'm tired, but I'm not emotionally exhausted like I was before. But then as she was sharing about what was going on in my life, she said, well dad, I'm gonna give you the same advice you gave me last year when her daughter Sydney had broken her shoulders. That sometimes you just take it an hour at a time, sometimes you take it a minute at a time. Also, be clear if you need to take 15 minutes to rest, that that can wait. Be clear about what your needs are. She says, it was good advice that helped me, so I'm just going to give it back to you. And what a blessing when your child can give you back your advice, and it's, that's good advice. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings you pour into our life. We thank you for all the things that we can share in joyousness, especially when we can come back together after we've been separated and for the, 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 the new, new jobs and new opportunities that come into our lives. We thank you for all this, for your hand, for being with us. Lord, 21 years ago, we suffered a grievous blow in our country to both our psyche and to who we are as a people we ask that you help us to continue to heal from this that while we never forget we remember it in for the best parts for the way people came together for the way people helped out one another that we we pray for the day that these kind of things not just don't happen here anymore but happened nowhere in this world. As we started this service, Lord, let there be peace on earth. And Lord, we ask that you help it to begin right here with this one. We pray all this, trusting and hoping in the goodness of your Son, our Lord and Savior. And let the people say Amen. Amen.
1: The peace of Christ be with you
0: always. And also with you. Let us share a sign of Christ's peace with one another. the choir could sit down if you want. Thank you.
2: Uh, I'm Christine. I'm one of the members of uh, your church council and we had been asked by pastor um, if we could come up and share with uh, why we serve. So I was looking at uh, time tithes and talents and you know I, I sit in my seat and I see Suzette up there and uh, Hopefully I'll get through without crying. Um, I grew up here, so where we fellowship in the back is uh, where I did Sunday school, where I did two years of confirmation classes uh, with Pastor Kyle, and where I sat before the Board of Elders to answer questions before confirmation. So um, this space has been a big part of my life. And uh, I, I came back as an adult after I had gotten married and had children and had moved around some. Uh, and that's, yeah, Suzette was still here. She was, she was here when I was just a punky little kid. And, uh, and it's amazing, it's amazing to be here and to be able to give here. Um, I remember when I was coming back, I, I thought that uh, one of the things I needed to do to be part of was to be of service. And I didn't know how to do that. And they, they uh, asked me for help with VBS and uh, Vicky's here. Uh Vicky and Pastor Steve and Jay and Chris and all these amazing people did such a great job. I just survived it because um, it was I had a group of boys, and it was I was just on the run the whole time, but i didn't leave. I stayed and then uh Miss Dorothy enlisted me in Sunday school, and uh none of these things that I was asked for or to be part of did I feel were like my niche, you know? Um, But she asked me to serve at Sunday school and I was like, well, crayons and macaroni art, and I can handle that. I can do that. And they gave me the preteens, so we'd be in the Old Testament and one of them would say, well, why did God ask them to wipe out anybody, everybody anyway? And I was like, I am not qualified to be here. But I stayed and I continued. And um, and I remember when uh, Sunday school dwindled down, and I prayed. I prayed to God to to help me that I needed to be a service here, and, and what should I do? And the next Sunday I came in, and they told me nom- somebody had nominated me for church council, and I promise you, I looked up and said that is not what I meant. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm veering back toward the macaroni art you know give me something like that my grandma was a member here and she was a member of the altar guild and every time i'm in the kitchen i don't know how many hours she spent in that kitchen um but i have a family that i come from that was involved and um and so i stay involved and i just step in even though it seems like everybody else is more qualified you know where i can easily spot the gifts in others and go oh they're so good at speaking or this one's so good at giving or Chris's is nonstop. Um, you know I see the gifts in others I don't always see my own I just show up um, and uh, the uh, and sometimes when I can't give much I kind of step back because I think well I can't do what they do but it's all of us together um, that help the church do what it needs to do, that help it hold together and hold each other up and and give. Um, We had, uh, we had, uh, we had Adam and uh, my, my we were recipients uh, many times of social services uh, with my son's brain injury and medical stuff and uh, recipients of Christian love, when people helped us. And, uh, and then I've gotten to be on the flip side and be somebody that can give. And it's wonderful um, to be able to give back. I don't know why I cry so much. I don't like that either. That's why I don't like getting up here. The, uh, but, and then with uh, tithes. I remember as a little girl, we were always given something to put in the basket. And my parents always had an envelope. And they had seven of us. Things were not, it wasn't easy. But they were faithful. And they showed me that. And as I got older, you know, it didn't <laughs> seem like I had much to spare. It didn't, it seemed like there was always, um, we were always in want, not the reverse. And, uh, and I, I give, I, my giving has turned into, uh, I think, gratitude. And, and it's part of my praise, surely. And it's a way for me to be part of, you know. Um, Pastor Steve's wife, Debbie, gave a talk one time and she said, you know, you can give what's comfortable and then maybe give a little bit more. And, and I was like, well, how am I gonna do that? So I just do it, you know. The um, and it's been good for me. I, I have, I can, I <laughs> can rely a lot on what my security needs to be and what my savings need to be and what I needed to contribute to my 401k. And uh, so I try to watch out for my security, but I have found out in giving that I'm placing the trust outside of myself. And that's been good for me. Um, I had lost over the years, I lost my husband a couple years ago and then I lost my son last year. And being part of here has held me up, um, has grown my relationships, has steadied me um, when, it like, when it seemed like all was lost. I, and I wouldn't have thought I'd get that from showing up at a council meeting or bringing a dish or putting in an envelope. What it has. um, It's held me together. It's continued giving me purpose. And it's helped me to be part of giving to others. It saved me. It saves me. Uh, Continues. Um, I was thinking about uh, I, me and my son, three times we went up to uh, Plains, Georgia, to Jimmy Carter's Sunday School at Maranatha Baptist Church. And, uh, cause how often do you get to meet somebody that was president of the United States? You know, it was, so I brought, I brought my oldest son for his birthday one year and we brought Adam and my husband and then I brought my grandson. And uh, we got there and they told this story about, <laughs> President Carter left Washington, D.C., goes back to Plains, Georgia, and walks into a church and says, How can I be a service? And they said, Well, we need new offering plates. So he went home to his workshop and made offering plates for the church. And he teaches Sunday school on Sundays, adult Sunday school. And I was like, Okay, if somebody that was President of the United States can walk into church and say, "How can I serve? Maybe I have a humility lesson to learn <laughs> you know it was it was pretty amazing, and he gave a talk on on uh one of the times we were up there he was they had this book that they followed for different Sunday school lessons. it was adult Sunday school, and his week was tithing and he said nobody none of, nobody wants to do that lesson because you know they didn't want to it's uncomfortable. But he was talking about um, how we give and how that builds up the body and how it enables us to serve. And uh, I'm glad I was there. I'm glad for every lesson that you guys show me because I see it in you. I, I see the faithfulness and I see the service and that's how I learn what I can do and, and just showing up. And, uh, Hopefully, any of that made sense. Thanks. Did
0: you help serving? <laughs>
2: <laughs> My lines. So I didn't say anything to anybody. I just
4: gave them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let us pray the offering prayer as one voice. Gracious God, in your great love, you have richly provided for our needs. Make of these gifts a banquet of blessing and make us ready to share with all in need through Jesus Christ, who sets a table for all. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks
4: and
0: praise. Is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should all times and in all places give thanks to You, Almighty and Merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by His glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life, and so Do this for the remembrance of me. Amen. And now I invite you to be so bold as to pray the words as we have been taught. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All are invited to receive here at King of Kings. This is the body of Christ. Amen. Please be seated. God of the abundant table, you have refreshed our hearts in this meal with bread for the journey. Give us your grace on the road that we might serve our neighbors with joy. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. May you someday see the face of God in this world. May you someday hear the voice of God in this world. But may you continue to look for and listen for the presence of God in all the world. Go in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: beside you.